Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. Are you a real estate team leader or independent broker donor looking to maximize your profit, effectiveness, and freedom for your team and your business? Well, you're going to love the Abundant Life Podcast. We are on a mission to empower real estate agents to create and expand winning teams, empowering the agents in their organizations to win, and in turn, giving them the biggest opportunity to enjoy the benefits of running a successful, growing business. We know every team leader and broker can only win to the extent that their team wins. And building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents while creating a winning culture. And we know it takes a lot. And leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the benefits greater than they could ever achieve on their own. Your co-hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hinden have been running one of the most successful teams in Seattle area for eight years. Every week we interview thought leaders in real estate and in personal growth to leave you with the actions and pathways for you to impact your own and your team's performance, putting you on the right track to maximizing your team's effectiveness and your peace of mind, satisfaction, and of course, profit. Fabulous. And for those of you with us today, our guest is Patricia Love. She's Hello, we're so happy to have you. So I'm going to say a couple of things about you, but I'm going to probably have to take off on tangents because I have so many questions that I'm so excited about. That's it. Way. Right? Best-selling author of Seen and Unheard, A Little Girl's Journey from Silence to Empowerment. Also a real estate entrepreneur right up our alley. Woman's Empowerment Coach. We love that. That's right inside of our mission as well. Certified Professional Coach, NLP. Come on, we love neuro-linguistic programming. Emotional freedom. Those of you know, you probably call it tapping, right? Tapping. And really, <laughs> that, Aaron? Even though. Yeah. Even though, yes. And by combining all of these practice practices in our own personal experience, and I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to share with us about your own life challenges and traumas, because we all have them, don't we? Oh, yeah. But you've really taken all of that and put it to good use. Mm-hmm. And that's such a brilliant thing when you take your life and your life experiences and even the things that most people would consider not great and you have them empower other people. So I love what it says. It says you grew up feeling silenced and misunderstood. And then, yeah, I know, right? And then use those to actually make a positive difference around the world. And I totally want to hear about Healing Hoodie's mission. I don't know what that is. Oh, awesome. Well, just tell me where you want to start. So no. Welcome. I mean, we've already covered boating and martinis, so right. we're good with the well, boat. That, that, that's it then. Okay. You know? well, those are the most important things. So now exactly. let's empower you right there. Exactly. That's the I mean, being on your cockpit with a martini is therapy. 
it's totally therapy. I, I do it every evening. It's just therapeutic. And as I look out from my boat and the beautiful water, I'm a happy girl. That's so funny. My next appointment after you, by the way, I'm just going to show you my calendar is be at the boat. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I leave here. I have my coaching call and it's on the phone, not Zoom. So I'll be at the boat. Awesome. Well, that's what I do a lot of. I'm, I coach a lot from my boat. So it's a, I could be coaching from worse places, right? You know, I'm, I'm so happy you're our guest today. I'm just so excited for you to be here. Well, thanks awesome. for having me. I really, I really appreciate the opportunity. And I love to share and I love to encourage and empower and motivate real estate agents, um, men and women. I probably primarily work with women, but obviously anybody that, uh, because it's such a fabulous industry and you can do so much with it and become extremely wealthy. Uh, or make it your worst enemy if you're, if you're not careful. But if you do it right uh, and you work on things, it's a beautiful, I, I've been in almost 30 years and I don't want to get out. Right. Same. Yeah. Good for you. How well, did it all start? Yeah. Start with the backstory. I, I mean, I really am interested in um, unseen and unheard. Tell me about the book and what, you know, how, you know, what that came from and the difference it's made. Absolutely. Um, interesting enough. I grew up in Seattle actually. So this is my native hometown. But I, uh, if you just quickly start back the background, I grew, came from a, a abandonment as far as my father was very unemotional. He mm-hmm. was never around. He never, he didn't know how to do hugs. He didn't know how to love anybody, but he had his own stories that, you know, later on sure. figured out. My mom was an alcoholic. So, and I was a, the youngest of three, but there was many, many years between my brother and myself. So I was kind of left on my own to do my own thing. Never given any really encouragement, inspiration. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a matter of, I had a roof over my head and food to eat, which that's still being blessed and compared to a lot of other people. But a lot of that and tended towards bad behaviors as you grow into your teens and your twenties. And because of that, not understanding how to use the tools and because of the lack of guidance, you might say, and Mm -hmm. inspiration and motivation, which is so important when you're young, that during my twenties, I really went the route of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Pretty much, and uh, wait, wait, wait. Enough, were we not were we not supposed to go that? Uh, well, I kind of thought it was normal. I but, just, you know, were uh, we supposed to come out of that route? That's the oh, to come out of it. you know, and it took me a while to come out of that. You're talking uh, and, like you're not in it. I'm like, I missed the exit because I moved out of it. I, I was able to exit that and do different things. But you know, the interesting thing is that those similar behaviors actually move into your work and your career lives. Mm -hmm. And you begin to kind of, even though I was always in sales, my dad was a salesperson. So I was always trying to get his love. So that was the best way for me to, you know, is copy him and be the best I could be. Mm -hmm. And so I was always in that, but I also realized later on that I was sabotaging myself because there were so many negative behaviors that I had. My mindset wasn't in the right spot. I didn't understand. And a lot of it's not because you don't, that you couldn't change. It's because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't have the tools and understanding that can this be different? Can we change? Can I be a millionaire? Can I be a multimillionaire? Can I be a billionaire? Can I have a balanced life? And, you know, it sometimes takes a lot of trauma to really get to that point where like, oh, my God, I got to make a change. And for me, uh, even though I was highly successful in real estate and, and in compare, I was in top 5% nationwide. I'm a CRS. I was always in the top few percent. And it still was never good enough. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that I was really good at selling real estate and making a lot of money, but I was also really good at spending it. (laughs) 
okay? Because I had not changed my behaviors throughout life of all the stuff that had happened to me. So I was, in my own sense, I was blaming a lot of people, but it really came down to and why and why my book came out is because this was a memoir of my life, a mm-hmm. lot of ways. But yet, when the person reads it, it really can be your daughter, your brother, your sister, your mother, or anybody. It could be anybody's story. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women reflect on my stories as their stories. And, and it starts to understand like, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. And, you know, there is a possibility. And yes, I can relate to that story because there's been a lot of things. I just gave you a couple of things, but there's a lot of things that yeah. happened throughout my life between death and divorces and this stuff, because I was basically on one of those hamster wheels, right? So mm-hmm. how many times if we keep doing the same thing, what happens? You get exactly the same results. Over same thing in over. business. Yeah. Same thing in business, anything in life. So my goal was to really empower women and really how women reflect on their own lives to be the best they possibly could be. And they can change at any time, any age, any situation, because I was actually 56 when I changed. And even though I was successful, that was also when the market took a dive in 2008, nine. But it also, I had lost my mom. My husband had left. I had spent way too much money. And so the money was not as much money in my bank account. Because, you know, it's funny in real estate, in commissions, right? You always feel like, oh, I'll just go out and get another, sell another house, or I'll just go. And that's the way it always was. I could always, I was good at it. I could always do that. Well, then everything stopped. Now, the, the thing right. that saved me in a lot of cases, what I had done real estate correctly. So I had not left what we call, I call bodies behind me. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I actually nur- nurtured my people. So those people that I'd sold for, you know, 15, 20 years before that, or 15 years before that, became my investors. So they would buy investment properties. So now I turned in, I turned a lot of my clients into millionaires because now they've been holding real estate for a long time and now the market's gone crazy. So it's a win-win. So I actually was able to maintain my money, but I also had to make a lot of changes and and change my behaviors because I was basically uh, just in a hamster wheel, sabotaging myself. So, and today I changed all of that. uh, And my whole goal was, even though I've been coaching for years prior, my, my goal was really to help women change their behaviors and really realizing that you can change. You just got to be open to it and you have to create and promote your mind to a CEO. And when you promote your mind to a CEO, that starts to, you start understanding, you start dealing with things and you, and you start changing and, and actually working real estate as a business, because I have found that in so many cases, most people do not treat real estate as a business. That's right. They just is a, it's not a hobby, but they treat it as a hobby. Um, they treat it as like their part-time job. Exactly. That's going to come to them and give them something, right? It, it, exactly. And so I, grow this so, yeah, I, I promote, you know, you got to make your, your real estate, your business. This is not. And if you do that, that's when all the beauty starts to happen. Start right. treating it differently. So you're changing your mindset, you're changing everything. So when I did that, everything just opened up because I was also changing my own negative behaviors that I had through finances and different things. So I was able to get myself back on top within about five years and pay off all the bills that I had accumulated and everything. So now I'm blessed to say that I live a balanced life, making money, uh, making passive money also uh, through referrals, uh, because I also make that part of my business plan. Sure. Great. Good for you. 
there's so much in there, Patricia. So I know, right? That was just a little bit. <laughs> I want to unpack some of that. All right. So I'm thinking about it from the perspective of the team leader. You know, here yes. I am. Yes. Managing a team. So what are point two? What are the unproductive behaviors that you found like in the people you used to have a team or in yourself? And then what do you do to empower? You know, if I was if you were going to empower me as a team leader to change the behavior of someone on my team, what are some of those behaviors that you noticed? How did you change them? How can you have someone else change them? It's a well, lot first of up, yeah. First up, you've got to an individual person who you're working with or who you're mm-hmm. talking to, whether it's a team or whatever, they've got to acknowledge that where their downfalls are. Because right. you you know, telling them their downfalls is not gonna work. Right. Great. Because then they're gonna go in the defense, like you should, you should do that, you know. Nobody wants to hear that, but you have have to recreate it and rephrase things in order to have them understand if, you know, if you want to get to this point, if this is what you choose to do. And I I start really working words into these when I'm talking to real estate agents, because everything is a choice. And if you start working positive words into your, you know, vocabulary and stuff, it starts to become a habit too. So I really help real estate agents and teams to sit, think about and write down and acknowledge what they believe are their negative behaviors. Great. Okay. Because when they can acknowledge them, that's when we can fix them. Because if you don't acknowledge it, you can't fix anything. Right. But if if you put them in the position like, Hey, I want to make you the best realtor ever. I want to make you the best anything. I'm not only just the best realtor. I want to make you the best mom or the best uh, wife or the best uh, significant, whatever it might be, the best fur baby's mother, because that's what I have. You know, if you want to be that, then these are some of the things you need to do. And it's a choice to do that. So if you can't, it, just to say, well, I want to make a million dollars this year. Like, okay, great. That's wonderful. Now, how are we going to do that? And then really getting them and bringing them part of and creating some kind of a plan and starting off baby steps. I find that in real estate, people have these big ideas and they forget the small steps. So and a lot of times, in most of the cases, not just a small step to get the client. It's the small step to change your mindset on how you're going to get the client. Like what? Like what's a small step someone would take? Well, a small step might be just first off. Well, first off, like I said, acknowledging your acknowledging you're the problem. Yeah. So that would be the first small step. Starting starting small. Then, and I'm going to say this other one. It, it's an interesting one, but it actually is so important because in real estate, we have a tendency to beat ourselves up a lot. Yep. Okay. Uh, we also bring in a lot of negative behaviors from stuff before. So one of the things that I actually believe it's so important is for people to sit down and forgive themselves for anything they may have thought they have done. Right. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Forgive them themselves for not being perfect. Forgive themselves for not making 16 deals this month. You know, uh, you know, it's, and it's, it becomes a daily thing where you actually can start fresh every day because you want to be present and not sit there and be overwhelmed. Because the, the, the third thing, which is really mindset is that, People overwhelm themselves with too much and then they don't do anything. They paralyze themselves. Mm-hmm. So they actually sit there and they go, oh, my God, I got to go do this. And I got to make these 20 calls and I got to do this. And I got to make I got to go knock on doors. I got to send out my mailers. I got to do that. And they're like, ah. and then they're like, uh, what time is it? Let's look at social media again. Maybe the time will go by fast. Right. I won't have to do it at all. And they're like, I'll do it tomorrow. And so it's really being present and really doing baby steps to only put like 
three things on your list. And when you get the other thing you do, it, this helps build confidence because in real estate, you've got to build confidence at every single day because you're being hit with negative people, the naysayers, or are, just, yeah. Yeah, or not only from, not so much from other real estate agents necessarily, there might be a few, but it's your clients or new clients that you don't yeah. know, especially starting off, who don't know and understand your business that are trying to cut your commission. And you're like already feeling degraded now because it's like, you know, so it's, you have to start in baby steps and start building your confidence. So I say, you know, put down three things that you need to do that day. Like, okay, I need to make three phone calls, or I'm going to reach out to four clients, or I'm going to do this just to check in, then check them off. And as soon as you get those done, get up and do a jig and celebrate yourself because mm-hmm. that builds confidence because we cannot rely on other people, unless it's the awards banquet at the end of the year, if you have one to maybe get to that award, you've got to award yourself daily so that you build that confidence every single day. And then you're holding yourself accountable. And when you can hold yourself accountable, which is kind of like loving yourself, hold yourself accountable, then you continue to persevere because you've checked things off and you've done well. And you've, you've said, gosh, I did this. I want to do it again tomorrow. And then the baby steps are just doing it one day at a time. It's like the turtle or the ant, the rubber tree plant. I don't know how old you guys are, but uh, the rubber tree plant that this slow little ant was able to get that rubber tree plant moving. (laughs) Wait, is this just what makes that live. That's it. That's it. Oh my God. You are that generation. Uh, yeah. I hope <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and, you, know, you said something so interesting. Okay. That you, and I need you to really, that's such a great context, but holding yourself to account is like loving yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to step over that. That is such an empowering context for holding yourself to account. So, yeah. How yeah. is that like loving yourself to you? Because, because that's, because like you can't wait to let the outside world tell you how fabulous you are. Mm-hmm. As much as we'd like to, as much as we'd like to hear our friends and say, oh my God, you're looking good today. You're looking awesome. You're rocking it. It's a rare thing. Yes, it does happen sometimes, but these people are busy with their own lives. Right. So by turning and being accountable to yourself and doing things like checking off lists and doing things, that's actually self-love. You're actually creating a love for yourself because you are nurturing you. And so you don't need, not that you don't want, you don't need somebody else's account of, you know, to hold you accountable because you can hold yourself. Now, if somebody wants to, that's awesome, but that's an extra because what happens is our expectations get so out of whack. And so when you have those high expectations and you can't reach them because you're waiting for somebody else to do them for you, and then they let you down. Then you start going into a yo-yo type of thing, uh, situation where your confidence is, is up and down. And in real estate or any kind of sales, a like commission sales, you have to try and be as level as possible on a regular basis because you may be awesome in your real estate business, but then you take all kinds of crap home to your, your family because you're being negative. You want to be able to balance that out so that everybody's happy and it works out. And it can be done. Nothing is perfect, of course, when you're always working on it. But it's so much more, it's so much better to feel at peace at the end of the day because you did your best and you you checked off your list than to be like overwhelmed and, and feeling crappy. And then you treat your family crappy because you didn't get things done. It's so great. You didn't hold your 
One of the things that we do with our team every morning before nine o'clock is you put five things you're going to accomplish that day that have nothing to do with somebody else. You don't say write an offer because they can back out. You don't say show a house because they could not show up. But five things you know you could accomplish before you put your head on that pillow so that you have the experience of winning. I want all it is. It's about winning in your own mind. And that's why it's so important to promote your mind to CEOs. That's the, what's controlling and what you're utilizing and not enough people exercise and use their mind enough. They, they, they're using it, but they're not using it in the proper way as far as being intentional about certain things, intentional about using positive words, intentional about acknowledging their negative behaviors, because nobody likes to ever believe that there's something wrong with them. Or that maybe they might be judgmental, or maybe that they that maybe they didn't do that pitch the the best way they could have. You know, nobody wants to acknowledge that they're maybe not good enough, or they felt they weren't good enough, type of thing. But you've got to bring those behaviors up because what happens is if you don't bring your feelings and work through your feelings, and in real estate, there's so many up and down feelings. Mm-hmm. It's, they're all over the 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 play, you know, at plate, and it's like if you don't acknowledge those what happens? You stuff them into suitcases. You carry that baggage around with you. And then the next thing that happens, that suitcase will bust. Break yeah. over, it can, take over yeah. your life. Yeah. It's it'll so come funny. out, it'll come out in different arees yeah. that you didn't even realize like, Oh my God, how that happens because you didn't deal with those things. So I really encourage any real estate and salespeople and commission salesperson people to really every day, like besides doing the, you know, the little baby steps, it's really taking that time to acknowledge anything negative they may have done and say, okay, I did my best. So that's, that's good. Forgive anything you might've done. Maybe you made a mistake. Forgive yourself because you're human. Was my mindset good? Was that all, was that all good today? Or do I need to adjust it? And uh, accountability, did I hold myself accountable? Did I actually check off some of those things that I needed to do? And for did I persevere? Did I do my best and I keep going and I'm not giving up type of thing? Am I, so you know, how am I persevering? So, and, and then of course, I always come with the sixth one, the gratitude, because if you don't have gratitude and what you have right this moment in presence, then it doesn't open the flow to anything else because you're just running after it then. I have another question. I know, Aaron, hold on. You could ask okay, questions. No, you go, you go. So with regard to NLP, we all know NLP in the sales world, or at least I think people do, or are you going to list with me today? But how as a... Uh, how as a team leader, do you use NLP or how as an empowerment coach, do you use NLP with, to empower others? I mean, I know how to use it in sales, I think. I mean, I think yeah, it's, a, it, well, it's interesting because I think that first off, by using NLP, you're empowering yourself, which in turn helps empower others. How or, so? Yeah. How because you're learning how to you're learning the thought processes and like mirroring like your clients yeah. and different things and you're understanding and listening to them to understand where they're coming from. Too many people have a tendency to just talk, 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 right? And not listen. Where NLP is really, even though you're, you have tools like, you know, if you feel see them doing this type of thing with their hands crossed or something, you might do the same thing. So they start to feel confident with you type of thing, but you're listening to them of what they're saying and how they're saying it. And because really it's just looking and listening to behaviors, right? Yeah. And so, but by you learning and working and, and using, utilizing it with other people, mm. you actually are empowering yourself, but you're also, you make them believe it or not start to relax mm. because they feel you start feeling comfortable with you. Yeah. I think my understanding of NLP is rudimentary. I think it's very, 
low. I have well, never- it can go very deep. I mean, it's really just yeah. behaviors and, and, and understanding and learning. And and I, I try, you know, when I, people see NLP on my resume, they go, oh my gosh, are you going to analyze me? <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. What are you going to do? And, you know, <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. You know, I don't know, maybe, but it really, it's truly is. I still believe in, in, in NLP besides watching behaviors of people and listening to them and how they're talking and what they're doing and, and their actions and this, and then trying to mimic and understanding to make them feel comfortable and feeling and gaining their trust. Okay. Is really listening. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a big part of it. That's overlooked in, in parts of uh, NLP a little bit. Yeah. Very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. All right, Aaron, you get one question. Oh, (laughs) you know, we had, I got one more. Okay, good. Just the, you talked about unpacking those suitcases. It's not really a question as much as it is just a comment and maybe a question will come up, but you know, that we had talked about uh, tapping earlier and that's, you know, man, I don't know a better resource for commission-based salespeople to rid themselves of the sort of the body sensations that I, as far as I know, that all salespeople get around commission breath. We talk yeah, about yeah. it as a body function, but like to barely release all of that so that you're available to listen. Yeah. You know, right? and, well, and tapping helps some people. doesn't help some people. Everybody's slightly different. Right. Um, and you also have to be open to it, but it really, you know, you're tapping on it's your sort of woo-woo. I mean, it yeah, is. For some people it's woo-woo. For me, it's normal. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally normal for me, but I can tell you right now, um, but it's really Yeah, because it's really, you know, when you're tapping on yourself, you're really just hitting on the meridians of your of the areas of your face and your, right. your bodies. And it's really just, it's almost like, if I can simplify it, it's just changing the path of your thought process. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's the simplest part. It's like, because we all have neural paths, right? They're all this. And what mm-hmm. we're trying to do is get out of that that everyday thing or like you're having anxiety and the stuff like that. So the tapping really helps you to, to really eliminate or alleviate it a lot if you continually do it. Uh, But you have to believe in it too. I do it on myself a lot because it does help, uh, especially if you're in an overwhelming or anxiety type of situation, it really does help switch your, your neural paths slightly, just like refocusing. It's kind of like refocusing. Okay. So it's like, if you're, uh, I, I've always tell people if they don't like tapping, because I ask my clients sometimes if they like tapping and they're like, I don't really, it's too woo woo for me. Right. Then I'll say, well, then take a pencil and, you know, like this or whatever, if you're, you're overwhelmed, because really overwhelming is just your brain is on a monkey chatter. It's right. just, you know, it's just okay. going, like, going right. So I tell people like, okay, well then take a pen or pencil, stare at the pencil and then start really describing this pencil or the pen. Yep. Like, you know, like, well, it's a green and it's got Redmond on it. It's got a silver. Bed. So you just really start changing your focus mm-hmm. and it actually starts bringing your blood pressure down because you're not overwhelming yourself. So it's just changing your neural paths yeah. uh, and just trying to simplify it because I can get into the mind and the cycle and people would be like, oh, no. <laughs> but it's really great because it's getting you present right here. Get, and that's right what you want to be is present. You know, out here versus in here, which is always a dangerous neighborhood and should never be traveled. Well, along. and that's why I always tell real estate agents or realtors uh, to, you know, if you have a situation, if you can, don't make the opinion or, or, or create, uh, give them an answer right away. Sometimes we need to step away for two minutes Yeah, because we need to bring our mind down and our blood pressure because a lot of times, and I use this quote from Wayne Dyer all the time in my business and in my life. And if you change, it is, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yes. And 
in real estate, this is a perfect thing because there's so many different ways to get around and do things mm-hmm. and create things and make them work for people. But you have to get your mindset in that in that thought process of being present so you can actually think about that. Like, how can I change? What can I do to make this work? Because right now you're like, well, I did everything. I got it all done. I blah, 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 and your mind's going crazy. Like I did everything I possibly could. Well, well, maybe not. Yeah. So it's stepping back and learning to, to realize it a minute is not going to stop the world, you know, and, and you get clarity and you might win that, win that offer. In that game. Yeah. And, uh, we're engaged in a, a, a coaching program now where the, one of the mantras is uh, less certainty, more inquiry. It's yes. also slow the and F slow down. down, slow the F down. Yes. I, I, you know what? Absolutely. I believe in that. I tell everybody all the time, you know, cause they're always like, I'm overwhelmed. I have anxiety. I feel anxious all the time. I said, stop and pause. Just pause. Don't do anything, but just pause. And I always tell them, you're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel weird just stopping and pausing and doing nothing. I said, I mean, put the phone down. Right. Put your earplugs off. Right. Do anything. Just pause. Even if it's two minutes, totally. you'll bring your blood pressure down and you'll be able to think and you'll be able to focus and you'll get so much more clarity in what you need to do, which is, and it's really just habitual. It's learning, right? Yeah. It's creating a habit. And, and the more the pe- people do it, the more habit they get used to. Now I do it whenever I'm you know, on the phone and I can feel, I can feel my blood pressure go up, you know, and when things are happening, right. And you're like, Hmm. Okay. So then you do your breathing exercises, which again, besides tapping, breathing exercises, the box breathing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and also it, it and in allowing and making sure here's another tool that I actually teach people to, um, besides the 20, 21 second breathing is if they're going into a situation where they feel anxious or they feel there's toxic people around, I tell them before you go in, I want you to put that bubble on and zip it up all the way over you. I want you to decorate that bubble and let and just realize that there, nobody is going to penetrate that bubble. No toxic energy is going to penetrate. So everything gets negative is going to bounce mm-hmm. right off. And it's a mental thing, right? Yeah. And it works. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. I really love the being present. You know, Aaron and I both also um, volunteer. We lead courses for a company called Landmark. And we and we always think whenever you're behind schedule, you're up on, on stage and you're rushing because you're behind schedule, you should slow down. You must slow yes, down. You must slow down. It's the opposite. You think you need to go faster. You need to slow down. Yep. Right? You actually will create more, more and better energy That's right. to move forward. Exactly. Uh, which is so critical. I, I, and, and honestly, when you become more present every single day, mm-hmm. you become more at peace with yourself yeah. in, in all of your transactions in whatever's happening. If you're running into people that, you know, that make you crazy t- sometimes, and there's those kind of people when you can be just present and, and, and in that moment and not trying to figure out how to get back at somebody or whatever, and just being there and listening sometimes the peace it's amazing how the peace comes over you, and yet you still get your work done. You still get things done. In fact, you get it done better. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I have to practice. One of the things I've taken on is I don't have to respond to every text right away. No, no, I don't really, have to really? respond to every email right away. It's actually not necessary. I don't need the quickest response. I mean, you know, okay, I got it. Speed to lead. And if it's a new lead, I want to say hi. But if a customer asks me a question, I don't need to just... Fire we don't need to stop it back in two seconds. We really I don't. I can you know? and, and breathe and give it. That's fire. the way the world is. And so the young people coming up, this is what, you know, and you have to, 
understand, and you obviously do, but my generation, your generation, whatever is, we didn't really work that way, but this is what they know. Okay. So they learn what they live. And so they have to be taught to say, you know what, the world won't stop. Trust me, it will keep going, you know, and you you probably won't lose a thing, but they, it's a habit they have to kind of get into. And I found that once they have started trying to put their phone down and, and they really have to walk away from the phone. I, I try to encourage people to put the phone down, leave it in the house, take a walk, even if it's a two minute walk without yep, yep. anything, because you have to get over that initial, like, Oh my God, I don't have my phone. <laughs> and once you get over that, you're like, wow, this feels pretty good. And right. they, and they get that feeling of peace and they now get some clarity. They can see it then. And then they start wanting to make it more of a habit because they're seeing, Hey, this actually works. And I actually am thinking, I just thought of how to get this deal done because they were able to stop pause and have more clarity. Mm. Great. Okay. All right. Well, Patricia, is there anything we haven't asked that you wanted to cover or that you think would make a difference for, you know, a team leader or a uh, independent broker owner in expanding and having their team be more effective? You know, obviously your teams have to work together and you really, and, and you guys obviously are, are, are rocking it because it's so important to, you know, have those team meetings in the morning and have that connection mm-hmm. and, and, and that support, especially in any kind of commission sales, but also leaving, I think it's important to leave everybody with something all the time. And a lot of times in real estate, they think they failed, you know, like, oh my God, I, I, I can't do this. I failed it again. I didn't get my, that deal through. Mm-hmm. When, if you just got to turn those words around and say, Less, lessons learned, wisdom earned. And the more you can understand that these are just lessons that we're learning and that we're gaining wisdom every single day, then it makes it fabulous. Um, and, 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 and I think it, what you guys are doing are wonderful. So, you I mean, you got it going. I mean, words matter, everything matters, supporting them and realizing that, you know, they got to stop and take a breath sometimes. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Words matter. All right. Great. Well, Patricia, we just couldn't thank you enough for the time and we will definitely be on your boat drinking. Awesome. Lido yeah. deck open. Or you, you gotta know. come to our dockside events over in Magnolia. We're having I would love to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll do the calendar for different ones. We should have you come be a speaker at one of them. Oh my gosh. I would love to so do that. Great. I love oh, motivating and 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 busy realtors. You know, I'll have Ben reach out to you today or tomorrow and get you on our calendar. Yeah, That's that would be great. awesome. You know, you guys are in Seattle, I mean for crying out loud, you know. I mean you're, you're like, like I, I, I can probably wave. I can yeah, wave you could wave. And we've we've got this view we love so much, you and I. Oh my God! So where what exactly are you? Fisherman's Terminal. Oh my God! You're at Fisherman's Terminal. Oh my God! That's like five minutes. Our office literally five minutes from me. Our office is at Fisherman's Terminal. My boat's at Elliott Bay, and I live at Shulshul. So there you go. We're very connected, you and I. Oh my God! That is awesome. And I'm over on Bashan, so you two ladies have to race, and I'll meet I'll meet you down at the dock. Exactly. Sounds like a plan. All right. But thanks, everybody. I mean, that was this is wonderful. I and the opportunity. It's great. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Have a great day. We'll talk Have to a great you day, soon. Everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. 
For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.